and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, excuse me, <clears throat> to the Otaku Connection. Whoa, that's weird. And apologies for sounding especially weird. I am talking to you, Thria, 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 via and through my new webcam. Yep. Uh, all my microphones ate it. They ate it hard and fast and deep and were made airtight by all the shit they ate. <laughs> I don't want to say I'm done with dynamic microphones, but even with a uh, preamp to plug the thing into, you know, a dedicated power source and all that, the things were still whisper quiet. And then they started bugging out. Um, you may or may not hear some of that in the next episode. The uh, episode coming up next week. Also, sorry for this episode being late, but no one's listening. And no one cares. So why should I? Boy, that was shitty. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm a miserable bastard. Anyway... Yeah, looking to uh, replace the microphone at some point in the future. When exactly? I guess depends on how this ends up sounding. But uh, till then, I believe we have some Street Fighter 2B for you. Our glorious return. And uh, it is my intention to uh, finish that series over the course of this year. So yeah, please enjoy. I was watching the the intro to this and I was just like getting super fucking pumped just that music is just like it's good editing like all the it's like all the fucking kicks and punches from the entire show are in that intro I feel like they've got a really good flow to them yeah so yeah it's really nice but uh I was getting pumped and then uh because I clicked the link you sent me and then the uh the like intro came up and it was like in Japanese with subs and I was just like what the shit? Fuck this! Oh, yeah, I was about to mention that. Was that there's a different opening. Like, the, the Japanese opening is different. Like the, the intro? Uh, yeah. Like, there's... Notice. Well, yeah, no, um, maybe it may have not have been in the, uh, <laughs> the thing I sent you, but, uh, it was gonna be a point of, like, a topic, is that there's a different opening when it initially aired in Japan. It's a lot uh, lighter. Yeah, I fucking love the the dub and the voices so much. I was not about to watch the sub. Yeah, I'll sometimes watch it for the sake of comparison, but for the most part, I prefer the dub also. Interesting. But, yeah, anyway. On to the episodes themselves. Yeah, we started with Hot-Blooded Faye Long. So I, I did... Are you sure we didn't watch these on we an early episode? We did, but it was in an episode we lost. <laughs> oh, we lost that? We lost it. Oh, okay. We no lost wonder. the shit out of it. See, it felt so familiar, but I fucking... This shit is so good that mm-hmm. I was happy to rewatch. Yeah. Uh, so anyway... Uh, I, I, I really love Chun-Li's dad. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, he's, he's such a... Just a badass cop. He's like, such a badass. Like watching this, it just makes me want. I was like, I really want to find like some Hong Kong cop movies to watch right now. Mm-hmm. He does that. 
That's the uh, the Hong Kong badass move is before the shootout, going to the Buddhist temple. Yeah. And staring somberly at the at the Buddha. Yeah, whatever well, you your, sense. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, really, whatever your choice of religion is, because, like, I want to say there was, uh, even though it wasn't a cop, like, in The Killer, like, right before he goes on an assignment, um, uh, Chow Yun-Fat's character is sitting in the most, like, ornate, like, Christian or Catholic whatever church. Mm-hmm. And there's just like way too many candles burning in there for it to be as abandoned as you're trying to make it see. Yeah. But it looks cool as fuck. Yeah, I haven't seen that one, but I was. Yeah, it's that's like in the beginning. They do that. He does that at a uh, in replacement killers. Mm-hmm. Or when he he puts the gunpowder in his bullet wound. Yeah, he's looking at it's like a big Buddha statue or something, right? I think we had this conversation before, but why does he? Why it is? It's the idea you're supposed to light it or something. Yeah, it's supposed to cauterize it. But he doesn't do that in that movie. Yeah, we don't see him light it. He just puts it. Maybe he lit it off screen. We're gonna have to do an episode of my show on that movie. That movie's fucking good. Yeah, like I saw it. <laughs> how should I put this? I saw it when I was little and couldn't appreciate it as much because I wasn't as I wasn't all like into guns and a lot of the like cop and crime stuff was kind of going over my head mm-hmm. but I still thought it was kind of cool yeah I fucking love that movie that was my favorite movie as a kid for a long time mm-hmm. Michael Rooker <laughs> but anyway I yeah I love his I, I really like his voice in the dub too mm-hmm. he's just a damn good cop yeah it, it, it's funny watching this I was doing that thing where I like watch it something and I was thinking about how I would make a Street Fighter 2 movie mm-hmm. a Street Fighter 2 V movie yeah a prequel movie and uh I feel like I'd want him to be in it just cause he's so oh yeah he would have to play a role at the very least yeah he's a he's like the cop in Hong he's, Kong yeah he's got a good he's got a it's one of those things where He'd be a character who's in a in an entirely different movie than everybody else. Yeah, well, I mean, even even in these episodes, <laughs> he feels like he's in a completely different series. Yeah, and I like that they kind of they build that up and then they kind of dive into his world a little bit in the mm-hmm. in the last episode, episode seven. Yeah, they finally the two worlds finally cross over. Yeah, but uh, but I guess the other thing that's good with him in that. Uh, is that he comfortably exists in both worlds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a kung fu master. Yeah, and he's teaching the kids. Yeah, I, I do like the, this little arc. With, I love how much time they spend with Chun-Li. So uh, that was the other thing I wanted to go over. It's like, so what, I, I remember they meet up. And then mm-hmm. they go see, they fight Guile, right? The Air Force episode. Yeah, those are the first two episodes. First two episodes. Ken, I mean, like, Ken and Ryu fight Guile and get whipped. Right. And then the next two is the, uh, with Chun-Li and the, like, And then fucking, they, go, they go to the, the fucking... The underworld. Dirty-ass China fight club. Yeah, yeah. It's, well, it's a dirty-ass China fight town, really. Yeah. Yeah. It's like an abandoned town. They just annexed it. It's like, yeah, don't go in there. 
Yeah. So they're hanging out with Chun Li. I really love the three of them hanging out. Yeah, they're cool. They've got like a, a a neat dynamic. They feel like, I mean, obviously like over the top badass, but they still feel like kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like. Uh... <laughs> it's funny. It's all coming back to me because I last time we w- I was watching through these, I remember like all the gay stuff was like. Slowly escalating, but I forgot she directly asks Ken, and Ken yeah. gets like really he gets blushy. Really, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but seems just as weirded out when she says you're like twins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there, there's there you can easily read that as is oh god she found out wait twins. Yeah. As much as I like to say that I think they're definitely gay in this, which I I think they. Kind of are. I feel like... I, I side with Bai. I think Ken is Bai, and I think Ryu doesn't understand what his penis is for. <laughs> that's... I think that's the... I think that's what they are supposed to be canon. I don't know if Capcom's ever going to bite the bullet and be like, yeah, Ken's <laughs> Bai, but um, I think that's like as close as a fan reading gets to canon as you're going to get. Yeah, because they're definitely intending that with Ryu, where he's just this weirdly asexual human. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Ken was kind of trying to flirt with Chun Li a little bit. Yeah, well, he also like they, I want to say it tones down as the show goes on, but he kind of flirts with everything. Yeah, I mean, like, I remember he's supposed to be that character. There's a point later where they're, like, in the pool naked. He, like, full-blown cannonballs Ryu in the face with his crotch. And I'm just like, all right. Yeah, he jump-kicked it at him nuts first. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, they're gay. And then, like, (laughs) you're already thinking that. And then there's that scene right afterward where they're just kind of, like, lying around the hotel room. Oh, yeah. And Ryu's on the bed. And it's like, no, they just fucked. (laughs) Yeah. Was that an early episode that we watched? It was, yeah, though that was uh, episodes okay. uh, three and four. Okay, so that already happened. Like, like really, it's I think it's episode three is like certain things in this show just spike at points. Like in episodes one and two are one of the points in the show where the violence really spikes because mm-hmm. they really get in there with that like whipping Ryu takes. Yeah, they like do. There's, there's more blood in that episode than a bunch of the episodes following it. Yeah. Even though there's no less fighting. Yeah. Um, episode three, the gayness really spikes. <laughs> because even before those two scenes we mentioned, there's them going up, like, riding up the elevator and reuse, like, it's like I'm living in a dream or something. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I fucking I love these two guys. They they're a very cute couple. Mm-hmm. Super fun to watch. They're, they're just funny. like they're so naive and young. Yeah, it's weird to watch it. They're like I don't know if I didn't remember, but Faye Long is supposed to be like seventeen. She's yeah, like, what? he's around the same age as them. He's like. <laughs> This hotshot movie star, even though like he's he, he was a big time before because this is supposed to be his first movie and he's just yelling at the director. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like none so, of these people, I guess none of these people. I guess it's for the sake of the show, but none of these people understand what choreography is. 
Yeah. They're just like, just just fight. Yeah. You know what I realized? I think we've talked about this. I sort of mentioned it on the episode where I was talking about how, like, uh, like him putting his headphones in really stuck in my brain. Mm-hmm. They're like, those things that stick in your brain that you see visually in your brain when you do something. Mm-hmm. Or you, that you just think about a lot unconsciously for some reason. Yeah. But I realized that I do this a lot with Ken's wig mm-hmm. in that episode. The, or his headpiece, the bald cap. Yeah. With the hair. I really like that his, his real hair sticks out the back. <laughs> yeah. it, something about that is just an indelible image in my brain. Yeah, it's funny. I don't know why I think about that a lot, but it is it's really funny. It's just they don't give a shit. They're just like, yeah, put it on. Like, it's sticking out. I Nobody, nobody even says it. But uh, I do like that they mentioned when it comes off that they're just going to have to rewrite the script to give him a reason for wearing the bald yeah. cap. <laughs> and write around the fact that they're damaging the set. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of forgot how... I didn't forget, but... It was nice, because, I don't know, this show's just so fucking fun. It is. It's a lot of fun. Um, yeah. And they're kind of like... And that's it's kind of the point. It's kind of the intent. It's why you have Ryu and Ken like depicted the way they are. They're kind of just just living it up in the hardest way possible, which in their case is <laughs> getting into kung fu fights. <laughs> yeah, and eating as much as they can. Yeah. Taking cute girls on shopping sprees. Yeah. Um yeah, especially the the fighting and the eating thing. When I like first watched it, I was like, I want to live this life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now that I've gotten older, I'm I'm down with the cute girl thing too. Yeah, I uh, I like that gag with the like I forgot that the gag that got me was the kid with the be quiet sign. <laughs> I, I forgot the uh, the the callbacks where he keeps coming back and eventually he gets. He keeps telling people to be quiet with his little sign, and then he does it to the director, and he's like, get out of here, you little film school bastard. And then he's just like, sorry, Dad. Yeah, I don't know. I think that was a dub joke. That's funny. I specifically, <laughs> sorry, Dad. Yeah, I'm, I was kind of wondering about that, like how much of – because a, a lot of it feels very much like English, kind of – like they, they speak very much like, like just kind of – native English speakers mm-hmm. in the dub, which I appreciate, but they, and I really like that they match, the, well, like, Tony's dad sounds like a grizzled cop, like, mm-hmm. the old, the old man, I forget his name, uh, Toe something, Master Toe. I think it's like Yo of the Tea Shop or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yo Kai Sin or some shit, yeah. but I really like his voice, it like mm-hmm. fits. It's like, I, I don't know. I hesitate to say it's as good a dub as Bebop, but it's like for me, it's up there. Like I don't yeah. want to really want to watch it mm-hmm. either way. But I am curious as to like how much they like rewrote to fit English dialogue in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I need to because uh, I think I have some DVDs of it here. I need to unearth them so I can do the uh, dub with the subtitle track on. Mm-hmm. For the remaining episodes. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Yo, I really like that guy. Oh my god, this this fucking 
that episode in particular was like, like there's a lot of times where I'd like watch anime TV, whatever, and be like, oh, that would be cool. Mm-hmm. And, but every once in a while, I'll watch something and start looking around waiting for whatever it is I saw to actually happen to me. And that was one of them. <laughs> I kept looking around hoping I'd run into some like wizened martial arts master every time <laughs> I went to the mall. That's funny. I feel like there's a subconscious, like, I, I never looked for it, but I feel like subconsciously growing up with shit like this, like, mm-hmm. meeting an older Asian man who was calm and collected, mm-hmm. I always wanted to listen to what they had to say. <laughs> it's like, this guy knows some shit. I can yeah, tell. Like, he's wise. Or he isn't. I, I, I don't know. It's funny. I feel like I, I had that a lot as a kid. Mm-hmm. But, uh... Yeah, it also played into the fact that, and my brain still sometimes defaults into this, though. whereas now it's a possibility, it felt like a certainty when I was little, which is like, okay, fuck that, Hadoukens are real, you just have <laughs> to know how to do them. Yeah, yeah, I remember being like that with the Force as a kid, mm-hmm. like being like, you know, you hear like, you, you kind of put two, like, disparate things together when you're a kid you mm-hmm. like see the force on tv and then you hear somebody else say like a mantra like if you put your mind to it you can really do anything and i'm just like wait a minute does that mean does that i can mean- move things with my brain it's like does that mean i can force push somebody yeah i'm gonna spend an afternoon trying to yep trying to lift that desk from across the room without doing anything because i can't tell you yeah same thing where it's like <laughs> little kid up in my room like okay okay i put my hands like this hold the arms back and now i've got to focus on the space mm-hmm. in between my hands until energy forms yeah and uh there was like the opening to this kind of aggravated that because like it starts with ryu kind of doing like the hand wave motion to build up the energy it was like oh that's what i need to do <laughs> And then yeah. I saw this episode, and it was like, oh, okay, okay, let me, I gotta start small. I gotta start trying to, like, <laughs> be able to put out a candle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the the Master Yo thing is funny, because I, I think we talked about this first time we tried to record this, mm-hmm. like, I mean, we just talked about it, like, wanting to, like, oh, I gotta find the mentor guy who's gonna teach me. And I master my G. Watching it this time, I was just like, oh, God, he's dying. Oh, God, I wish I could do that to cure my health problems. Yeah, yeah, like, just recently, I had some health problems with, like, such severe pain to it that I was just like, oh, God, I wish I could just do anything. Yeah, (laughs) I wish I could. Stop. I wish I could make a Hadouken and then eat it and then be able to eat gluten again. (laughs) And then effectively fart out the bad parts yeah yeah (laughs) because i forgot about that last bit where he kind of like dispels the energy out of him Mm -hmm. yeah that shit was cool it's like god i wish i could do that not even just like not having to go to the doctor but it's like i don't have to like bug anyone or be in any kind of pain or like Mm -hmm. spend an, an inorbitant amount of money on anything it's just yeah I mean, I enjoy that whole sequence where he goes back to the tea shop too, and they kind of, he kind of fakes out a little bit, 
and like does it and kind of laughs they can't do it but the old man kind of sees something that he does it's like he sensed it like he was actually able to form the energy for like I don't know point two seconds or whatever yeah he could sense it better than Ryu could mm-hmm. and I really enjoy just that whole little bit this the show is really fucking good at managing its tone yeah it's, definitely it, it's I got think a, that's part of the reason why the dub works so well. Yeah, it's got like this air of levity to everything, and then and but when it, joy. when it, yeah, but when it gets serious, it gets serious. Yeah, like it even manages like weird amounts of dissonance, like to the to the degree that Ken and Ryu's strength is at times comical. Yeah, like every time you notice. Every time you realize the people they're fighting with are actively trying super hard to kill them, and Ken and Ryu put them down two seconds after immediately, uh-huh. and they use it for humor when Chun Li basically achieves the same feat. Yeah, it's interesting that they've built this world that does feel so bright and like happy and like I'd love to live there, but at the same time they do get to these dark places where someone's almost been beaten to death. <laughs> well, I mean, they, they damn near led with it with that guile fight. Yeah, and later on with the... Uh, we're not there yet, but the yeah, stuff... There's in, some stuff later on that... Oof. The stuff in India is great. I really love that shit. Oh, yeah. But, uh, but uh, yeah, it's... it's I like, I'm, I'm really impressed by how they bounce between like those two tones mm-hmm. and, it, and it all feels cohesive they're really I think it's a pacing thing too that they're really good at mm-hmm. yeah for sure it's um, it's funny kind of like watching this um, as much as I was saying in the previous episode that uh, the Street Fighter 2 animated the animated film is like the progenitor of Street Fighter Alpha. Watching this, I feel like there's elements of this that worked its way in the Alpha too. So when did this come? To the was this, be- that this actually feels like proto Alpha. Yeah, kind of. Is there an Alpha anime? There is, but it's a bit different. It was actually mm-hmm. mistaken for a, a a V film at one oh. point. But yeah, it's a, it's a, it's, there's an alpha anime, but it's its own thing. Yeah, this, I mean, this came out before alpha, right? I'm uh, double checking it right now, but I feel almost certain. Yeah, because I'm, hmm, that's interesting. Isn't Sakura in alpha? Yeah, she debuted in, I want to say alpha 2. It's sort of weird, considering it's like a prequel and you wouldn't be as well known, I would guess. I'm not as up on that lore, though. June, no, so V was first, but only by a couple of months. It's mm. June of 95 for um, the first Alpha, whereas April of 95 for V. Huh. Interesting. So it is kind of a proto-Alpha, but I don't know if it came out in time to have extreme influence. Yeah. 
Because it doesn't feel like it or really look like it at all. But it does kind of feel like an, it could easily be like an alternate timeline to the Street Fighter canon. Yeah, that's kind of how I, I view it. And, like, like that's what I assume because I kind of assume that it's, like, the game timelines are not, they don't match up with the movie timelines. Or mm-hmm. do they? Is there anything? Um, yeah. not, not really. Normally, the when these uh, animated uh, features come out, they're loosely based on Street Fighter Two as a whole. Mm-hmm. I think the only time an anime came out and it was supposed to fit into the proper timeline is when they did animes for Street Fighter Four. Hmm. I don't think I saw any of those. Uh, I saw one that involved Chun Li, Guile, and Cami fighting uh, Jury. Hmm. It was okay. I appreciated that they like honed in on specific characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what they keep thinking about how they would. See, it's funny because I feel like we were just talking about this the other day about how they should just do a, a Street Fighter cinematic universe. Oh yeah. So I feel like a lot of the blueprints are are in this shit, mm-hmm. like what we're watching. Like, Definitely. The other thing I really enjoy about the the Master Yo thing is it's it's like it's kind of what we're talking about is like the build up, like mm-hmm. the tease. Like there's a, there's a few teases in these episodes, like. They're like, okay, like, this guy is where you first hears about Hadouken. And I really like that they spread it out. It's like, oh, like, it's not like Ryu, like, got in trouble in the battle and just, like, pulled a Hadouken. It clear out of yeah, yeah. and it's like, what is this? It's just like, huh, like, what is It's this little thing, and they kind of go into, mm-hmm. like, first he sees the energy, and he uses it in a different manner than we've ever seen and then he kind of does a hadouken at the end like he does the the pose yeah. it's like these little teases of it's a slow build yeah i really like that and, it, and it's funny because from the i haven't seen it all the way to the end but i would imagine based on the intro like it's something that gets worked up to and then they pull for a dramatic punch yeah, it's actually, it's one of my favorite things about that, is that it's not going to be Ryu just learns this shit overnight. Mm-hmm. There's a journey there. Yeah. And it, though it's also, the story doesn't end with him learning it. You yeah. Kind of build from there. Um, yeah. Also, speaking of uh, teases, did you catch uh, one they did with Ken during the Fei Long fight? Uh, No. Right before he does the jumping uppercut, you see a twinkle in his eye. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that. What is that a tease for? Well, if you look at the actual move, it it looks like the beginnings of a Shoryuken. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I caught the Shoryuken. I didn't see the twinkle in his eye. Yeah, it's really small. Yeah. I think it's only because I've seen this so many times that I actually noticed that. Yeah. There's one at like the end of the third episode too, where they zoom in on the little shadow Lou mm-hmm. logo, oh, on which yeah, the symbol. Which why would you put that on your truck? I don't know. It's, I mean, I guess there's something to be said for terrorist branding. Yeah, but uh, it's Hitler was good at that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, but shit like that, like I enjoy the little teases and the and the build ups, and it's. Like, I just see it working, like, and it's, the fascinating thing is it's never really been done so well, which convinces me that the time is right, like, Mm -hmm. 
people want like like for a, for a movie for like a a cinematic Street Fighter universe like people want to see more Asians on screen mm-hmm. um, and I guess they don't seem to mind if they're martial artists and that's well, kind of yeah the, well the martial arts thing is kind of uh, fallen off one yeah and two well, the part of the issue is is that like with the whole representation thing like when we do occasionally get martial arts related stuff and more more often than not it's the uh it's it's like the white guy displaying superiority of the asian art huh. over asians yeah and it's people like to read into that but it's really yeah, just I'm, a matter I'm, of like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna cry appropriation here <laughs> but um at the same time i can see why people might get upset Oh, yeah, for sure, but I think it's more of like, you know, it's when you have Jason Statham who's pulling in, in monies or, and, and like all the all the guys who are Asian who are really good, mm-hmm. it's like Tony Jaw isn't, mm-hmm. like, I don't know how great his English is yeah. it's, or how well-known he is, so it's like, unless you're going to get is like them in the bad guy slot, which... Kind of sucks, and I, I, but that was the other so thing I was thinking it's how about. Jet Li started. Out yeah, here. but Jet Li's English is really good too. Mm-hmm. Um, so he kind of. I'm glad that we got Jet Li, but. Um, but yeah. So anyway, I think. I think the time is right for, like, just do it right. Like cast Asian people, and and I, and I think the audience for something like this would be okay with. Subtitles as well, like yeah, I think we're we're there. Like this little niche, I, I, that's the thing that studios are afraid of. I think they're probably starting to get the message that mm-hmm. that you should probably cast Asians as Asians, yeah, uh, especially for something like Street Fighter. But I think that the other thing they need to learn is that you can, depending on the right audience, and I think the Street Fighter audience would be the right audience, is you could have a movie that has a lot of subtitles in it, mm-hmm. and people will go see it. Mm-hmm. Um, because people are going to go see a Street Fighter, well, if it looks good. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if people turned out for Chun-Li. But, uh, well, Chun-Li looked like a mess. Yeah, that's, that's what I mean. Like, Obviously, a Chun-Li movie would be badass, but that thing would be fucking weird. Well, you know, you got to... Um, where the money is right now is taking that um, Avenger-style collection of films uh, approach. Uh-huh. And you, you dedicate a movie to one or more characters. Like I was mentioning during the uh, Street Fighter Two movie thing. It's like you can do... You do a horror movie with Vega as the killer... You know, you can do, and I was I was having this thought like the day after. You can knock off a couple of characters, and maybe with like a Netflix series that's kind of like a sports doc type thing. Mm-hmm. You can do like the fall of Balrog, the <laughs> fall of Sagat, who were both like mythical level sports guys before. In in Sagat's case, before he lost to Ryu, in Balrog's case, because he was a violent son of a bitch. Um, I'm trying to think of who the other guy is. There was another guy who could have fallen to this category. Zangief? Zangief, though it wouldn't have been a fall in his case. It would have just been like a documentary. Mm-hmm. You can do, I mean, you just like dedicated things. Because the thing I've always said about fighting game characters is like, 
all of if all these characters are worth their salt, they're they could be the main character of a completely different story. Yeah. It's so you, the, you, can, you can do that with these characters. Yeah, I think Street Fighter is pretty. I think somebody needs to figure this out because I think it's, it's it just has to happen. It just makes sense when you look at the Marvel shit and the Star Wars shit and all that shit. It's like yeah. a huge fan base. But the, the thing is, like that fan base is so big, you don't need to really worry about like trying to make a movie for everybody. Yeah. Like if, if it's, if the movies are good people, other people will start coming in, but that hardcore fan base, if really uh, all you see do you, is get the smaller elements, right. And it's easier to yeah. do that when these characters have like dedicated ventures towards building them up. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's, I, the biggest, I think, uh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, uh, I just, a lot of studios are, to, to do it right, there's a lot of decisions that would ha- have to be made that kind of Hollywood is afraid to make. And I yeah. think it's just going to take a studio saying yes to a bunch of that shit mm-hmm. um, for like a decent budget. And then getting the right director is someone who understands storytelling and Street Fighter. Yeah. Um, I think like some things you could probably do to work around this, like actively go to China to film the Chun-Li movie rather than trying yeah. to do it out here. Mm-hmm. So especially if you tell the people in China, yeah, we're going to make a big Hollywood movie here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They'll probably pay for it. Yeah, that's also uh, that's the other thing too. I was thinking about is to have like authentic fight scenes. You might have to go mm-hmm. elsewhere to get that. You'd have to work with these other crews and let them yeah. kind of work their magic. It, Import cast- some people from Indonesia. Yeah, casting would be really tough i think because it's i'm sure you could find a martial artist and you could find like a good asian actor Mm -hmm. but finding someone you know who's an amazing martial artist and an act a good actor and asian and speaks like decent english and perfect japanese for someone like ryu i think ryu would be really well, Ryu, Tough to cast. honest to God, you can actually not have him show up till maybe the first Street Fighter proper film. Since he's this mysterious character, he can be someone that's whispered about. Maybe he can show up in one of the movies and do some impressive shit. But you can actually kind of, like thinking about certain characters you don't necessarily have to have either dedicated movies. They can maybe work better as a cameo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you would want to. For me, I would want to start with the Ken and Ryu story. Like, it's it's funny because I feel like there's there's Ken and Ryu like serious Ken and Ryu mm-hmm. that people like. I think there's been some short films and stuff, and like yeah. Street Fighter Two, the movie that we just watched is kind of like serious. But I yeah. I prefer like this version because mm-hmm. they're young. Yeah. Uh, and think, it's like the journey. Yeah, I think the Ken, if you're gonna do a Ken and Ryu movie in this, you're gonna want to do it about. You're gonna want to do the prequel. You're gonna want to do it about their training. Yeah, for sure. Because I think you gain a lot more by playing either you know playing Ryu mysterious or kind of like playing up one's ability in relation to the other. 
Mm-hmm. Like actually, Ken's another character you could do a uh, sports doc on because he's a he's like a world champion. Uh, I think it's like if it's like either karate or just like an across the board martial arts thing. In which case, what you play up then is how he set the world on fire and then just dropped off the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. And then apparently there's this Ryu guy that's maybe as good as he is. Yeah. <sighs> Someday we'll we'll get it. I think maybe we have to be the ones to do it. <laughs> maybe, but I don't know. That's a lofty goal. <laughs> well, maybe we just have to set it in motion. Maybe we got to make the first couple of screenplays. Yeah, I don't know. Just kind of think about that while, while watching it. But uh, interesting. Yeah. I feel like. Over the next ten years, because somebody's got to be thinking about this. Yeah. Like, like it makes sense. Like you look at the franchise shit and the world building that's going on in movies, Mm -hmm. and like Street Fighter. Like, hey, there's a bunch of characters with a bunch of different, really interesting backgrounds that cross over, but can also stand alone. Mm -hmm. And it's like you even have the perfect framing device for the crossovers. It's another Street Fighter tournament. Yeah, exactly. Or you do, you know, you build up to the first, you know, the big movie here, Avengers, is the tournament. Yeah, it's it's Street Fighter 2. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. They're still trying to crack that video game movie code. Yeah, it's it's tricky. It, it, it what the, I think the most frustrating thing, and it actually happened with Street Fighter, is when you see someone actually approach it with the right idea... And they just do it badly. Because um, I feel like that Chun-Li movie was the right idea. Yeah. Because they, you know, it's a dedicated film to Chun-Li, but there's, you know, crossover with, uh, you know, other characters appear within reason. Because I think uh, someone's in there and they're supposed to be playing Nash or Charlie, depending upon which version of the game. Mm-hmm. And, you know... They, I think it was first done in Alpha, where there, there's like a joint investigation, and it's uh, Charlie and Chun Li, which I guess is the idea, which is an idea they got from the SF2 movie. So there you go. Mm-hmm. But you know, you could have crossover like that, and it would make sense. Um, yeah, we should watch that. It's bad. I've never seen it. I, I really want a reason to watch it. I'm going to spend a... I mean, if you're fine with me spending a shit ton of time just roasting the shit out of it. Yeah, that's fine. I just want to watch it. Because that's probably going to be 90% of what I want to do if we watch that. Yeah. But uh, anyway, what else happened in these three well, episodes? Speaking of Chun-Li, I was really happy with what they did with her. Because um, she's very much in the background in episode, the, the fighting in episode four. Mm-hmm. So I thought she was just going to be like a tag along, mm-hmm. and her martial arts skill would just kind of be like, oh, okay, that's that's cute. She did a kick. Whereas they they really let her loose. Yeah. In these episodes. Yeah, it did. Yeah, I was thinking about that. Was, this is one of the things I was picturing in my head, trying to picture in real life mm-hmm. right, between Chun Li and a bunch of early dudes. It'd be really cool to see. Yeah. She was she was tearing it up. It's like okay, mm-hmm. if I hadn't already taken care of something, I'd have need to taken care of something. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I, I appreciate like in the in the movie too that we watched last week, they don't really they do their best to let Chun Li be like a badass fighter who doesn't yeah. really need anybody else's help. Yeah. Yeah, she's not really dependent upon anyone. But yeah, she I, has absolutely no problem working with people. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. She, she's and she's not. It, it's not the over dependence either. Um, mm-hmm. Not to say this is necessarily a bad thing, but it feels like it becomes a bit of a crutch where they take the. Uh, you remember how they depicted Sonya in Mortal Kombat? Mm. Where it's like, look how strong I am. I don't need help from nobody, and if you tell me I need help, I'll kick your ass. <laughs> yeah. Kind of. like, like, just because she doesn't need it doesn't mean she won't ask for it if it makes sense to. Yeah, it's a very, there's the, she's, the kind she's of... She's confident. There's the chip-on-the-shoulder character that you're talking about. Yeah, but there's because, a specific variance of it for female characters. Yeah, yeah, because of gender. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I, that's a, that's why I'm curious to see that movie, too, because I, I want to see how they fucked up and what they could have done better, because she's such a... She's just a fucking cool character. Like oh, a, yeah. she's basically a secret agent, fucking martial arts badass. Yeah. Like she actually kind of like fills the same role as her dad, whereas she mm-hmm. can easily fit into both this world of like crazy ass cop drama and crime shit, and then also this street fighter world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to say also canonically she's supposed to be up there. Not if not on point with Ken and Ryu within the same vicinity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, again, that'd be really hard to cast for live action. Well, yeah, she she's that exact thing you were talking about, except Chinese. It's like yeah. You gotta cast a uh, actually convincing actress, uh, someone who's mm-hmm. physically capable, and someone who speaks decent English and whatever the. Uh, actually, I actually feel like that'd be a lot easier to find in Ryu. Really? So I don't, I don't know. I feel like there's more. Well, there's a lot more Chinese people, and and Chinese people. I feel like a lot of them speak English. Well, if you go to Hong Kong, then that's easy. Yeah, yeah. Like they're, they're all bilingual out there. Yeah. So all you got to do is really find the right actress who's a. And they've mar- got a thriving movie scene out there. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah, I just find someone who can do the... That's the thing, I mean, the fight scenes, like, how would you find people that could do that? That I, I don't know. See, this it's sad because this would have been easier a couple of decades ago. Yeah. Like, think about the movies coming out of there in the 80s and even the early 90s. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I guess you can train actors to to look pretty good, but I, I'd want. I'm I, I feel like Street Fighter. I'm a little did, tired of that, to be honest, because yeah, it's like, I mean, it, it doesn't thrive outside of the choreography, and even then, it feels it doesn't feel as organic. I guess is what. Well, I'm yeah, that's about. what I, that's what I'm saying is like, like I just watched the Raid movies, and yeah, I and I yeah. feel like it'd be easier to get a Street Fighter movie that was like on the level of like. The Matrix, which is fine. Like, Keanu looks really good. But that's more special effects. And again, yeah. the physicality doesn't quite go outside of the choreography. Yeah. Granted, Keanu, I feel like he's moved beyond that point. Yeah, I mean, Keanu looks really good in general, but he's an example of, like, 
a top level actor who was dedicated and learned all that shit. And I've heard like I think he's I think he kept up with it after the fact. Look, well, yeah, I mean, you look at Mana Tai Chi. Yeah, yeah, and you look at like John Wick shit. Like people yeah, are too. heard people who know about martial arts say that he looks really good. So you you could train some actors to do that, but I feel like the like the the dudes in the raid are like that's kind of the level that you want to yeah to bring Street Fighter to like that would be so good and then you like <laughs> you do the choreography like kind of like uh, the way they were doing it in the uh, the movie we watched where you have like the fairly grounded and realistic fighting and you mm-hmm. kind of like work these. Uh, superhuman abilities in a way that feels organic alongside with that fighting. Mm-hmm. Like, you aren't spamming projectiles, but you are maybe using them to finish a fight or hit someone at a distance. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's just... It's, it's tough. I just can't imagine how fucking hard it would be to cast a, a really good Street Fighter movie on the level of something as, like, the raid. Mm-hmm. Getting everybody to, to be at that level, I mean. Yeah. You could just get, like, young, hungry actors and, like, train them for, like, a year. Yeah. Or two would. years. Yeah, if you did it for a year, then they could probably pass that sort of, like... There's, like, a weird rigidness to it when, you know, they've trained just for the fight scenes of that movie. Mm-hmm. There's like levels to it. I feel like yeah. lower levels are like Iron Fist. The medium levels are like like Daredevil had pretty decent fight scenes, especially in the second one. As far as like yeah, I guess in that there's a lot of stunt guy switching though because he has the mask. But then mm-hmm. then there's the level of like the well, Matrix. Even, even that's fine as long as it like it doesn't go as far as to pull you out. Yeah, but that's the thing is you want to see these guys' faces. And yeah, well, yeah. Look, shit. But like, it makes for a smoother, more organic uh, fight scene for sure. Yeah, I don't know. Because what you don't want in a Street Fighter movie is to have the editing do all the fighting. Yeah, definitely. And you don't you don't want to have that like tight camera and overly mechanical choreography either. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even like Donnie Yen shit, like mm-hmm. I, he'd be a good fit for Chummy's dad. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, you know, you know what, you know what it is also. Like, remember I was telling you, like the reason why I think Donnie Yen's kind of like the last guy, mm-hmm. with maybe the exception of uh, Michael Jai White, is that um, as like all the big time martial artists, like the reason why they could do the same choreography and look different, look better. It, it's like a physical signature. Yeah. There's like a comfort and efficiency with the way they move and the distinctiveness between them and other martial artists who are maybe just as skilled. Like Donnie Yen is like the last guy that has like a... Like if he had a mask on, like a full-on ninja get-up and was doing his choreography, you could look at him and still tell, okay, that's Donnie Yen. Mm-hmm. And that ninja over there is Van Dam. That one over there is Jet Li, so on and so forth. Yeah. And it's the reason why, like, just training someone with choreography doesn't quite work the same way. They're not going to have those flourishes. They're not going to have that uh, comfort. They're not going to have that distinctiveness. 
what they do, they'll do well, but it doesn't exist outside of the choreography you've created for them. So I guess what I was getting at, maybe that's that's just that's the difference between somebody trained to do something and someone who knows how to do something. Yeah. And it goes back to what you were saying. You know, you want to find some some people who know how to do it if you're going to do a movie that's about street fighting. Yeah. The problem is the balance because you want people who can act too. Yeah. It's tough. That's the tricky bit. <laughs> So, like, the majority of the money would go into casting or a sizable yeah. chunk of the budget. I feel like it wouldn't go into casting because you'd have to find unknowns. It would go into, like, training that cast. Well, maybe not money so much as time. Yeah, time. It's tough. Yeah. But, uh, uh,. Yeah, um, there's a couple more things before we get into the recommendations. Uh, we get a bit of a tease of where the next focus is going to be at the end of episode uh, seven, uh-huh. where they fight the Muay Thai ninjas. Yeah, that's a very interesting concept. Yeah, I was thinking about that. It's like there's there's got to be some crazy ass grindhouse movie about this. <laughs> Maybe I have to make it. Or maybe I just have to convince somebody else to make it. It's like, I can't remember what the name of Fei Long's movie was. I know that the name of the movie and the set they're on is based on a stage from Street Fighter 2. It's mm. like something, something park in the Muay Thai ninjas. <laughs> <laughs> also, like, big martial arts nerd that I am, I was never able to confirm if they didn't just make up Muay Thai fighters having a balance problem. Yeah, I was thinking about that when they said that. I was like, is that true? Is that true? Do they really have a weakness to throws? Is there really <laughs> like a like a weird um, martial arts um, fight tree or something like that where it's like, judo trumps Muay Thai, Muay Thai Trump's whatever, and then something beats boxing, or I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I would <laughs> say I did see a fight between uh, is this mountain of white meat. I think the guy's name was Kit Cope, who had just like annihilated the Thai kickboxing scene. And he went to uh, UFC, and I thought he was just going to blow through this guy. And I think he only made it to the second round. And I want to say it was primarily due to, like, uh, takedowns. He kept getting taken down, so Mm. maybe there's something to that? Interesting. It might just be the division between the sports. Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm really happy to be back on this. Yeah, me too. I can't wait till we hit a point where we start watching shit that I haven't seen. Mm-hmm. I didn't know where I left off. I feel like I left off in India. Oh, okay. they, were, they were about to leave. Yeah, I want to say after India is where um, Shadaloo really takes center stage. Mm. But I might be remembering events in the wrong order. Maybe, because I don't remember Shadow Lou. 
I, I know I haven't seen any Shadow Lure Bison stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to think Bison comes in way late. Mm. Uh, yeah, like I, th- I know I was remembering it wrong because I could have sworn they went to Thailand after India. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's what's coming up next. <laughs> Ryu goes to jail. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I really remember the next episodes. Mm-hmm. I have a rough idea. Uh, um. Anything you want to say about these episodes before we get to recommendations? Uh, nah, I just love this shit. Mm-hmm. It's it's good. It's super fun. Yeah, and I wish... I want to say I wish there was more, but there is more that I need to watch. Yeah, I mean, like I wish I w- there was more like this out there. Yeah, me too. It's just really... It's interesting. It's I feel like the tone is unique for its time. Like maybe it's not because I don't have that big of knowledge. But I feel like there's a. I feel like shit like this would normally be super serious, or like mm-hmm. I don't know. There's something about it that still it feels really familiar and really unique at the same time. Yeah, definitely. It's got an interesting optimism. Yeah, I want to say the the fun level is kind of got, has a similarity to the, just the kind of cartoons we grew up with. Mm-hmm. But there's a distinctness to it due to it being a uh, I don't know. There's like a oddly uncanny element. Like it's simultaneously it seems more familiar than it actually is in some ways. But uh yeah, I just wish there were more shows like this. Um, much like how martial arts movies are almost dead, uh, martial arts and really just animes about fighting that aren't shonen superpower shows mm-hmm. are kind of gone. You can still find stories like this in manga form, but they're not getting animes the way they did in the 80s and 90s. It's 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 all it's all moe <laughs> and light novel adaptions. Yeah, they don't make them like they used to. Nope, and that's why this podcast exists <laughs> because I am an old taku. I miss my shit. Um. See, I don't even know what we recommended in the prior episodes because it's been so long. So sorry if there's overlap. <laughs> yeah. The um, first thing I want to mention, because I immediately started thinking about the differences between the two of these, was uh, the Virtua Fighter anime. Oh, yeah, that was kind of in the same vein. It is very much in the same vein, albeit skewed a bit younger and a bit more focused on the more technical aspects of the martial arts. I feel like it's you subtract the time Street Fighter 2V spends on the uh, supernatural elements, and you fill that time with going into a bit more detail about each martial art the person is using. Mm. And also, again, it skews a bit younger. The fighting isn't as violent. The... Uh, Jokes are even softer. Yeah. 
I really don't remember it that much. You didn't like it. I didn't like it. You spent the whole episode complaining that you'd rather watch TV. <laughs> yeah, so it was an inferior version of this. If you want to call it that, sure. We watched all of it, didn't we? No, we only watched for uh, four episodes. I thought that was all there was. No, no, there was a whole series. It was like really? 26, 27 episodes. Yeah. Does it get good? Yeah. Mm. It's good. <laughs> I don't remember anything about it. Maybe it's for the best. I was kind of mad by the end of that episode. <laughs> that happens a lot. But that that was that was a bad time for me because I just I decided to just watch some random anime to try to cleanse the palate. Mm-hmm. But that random al- anime ended up being Blue Flames. <laughs> That was, that, was a, that was a bad night. I still love that movie. Oh, we need so to, good. I don't want to watch it again, but I do want to come up with an excuse to make Joe watch it. <laughs> Joe didn't watch it? No, this was during that time he was out. Or one of the I, times he was out. I think I remember that. Yeah, That movie's funny. Oh, that movie. <laughs> that movie. It's really funny. Ugh. Um, trying to think. Other stuff to watch if you like this. I already mentioned, I mean, the Street Fighter movie, it's a lot more serious, but the fight scenes are also super good. Mm-hmm. It, um, the action's on point, and I think it's also an influence on this anime. You mean the Street Fighter 2 movie? Yeah. The, I would uh, like the, the two animated movie, to be clear. Uh, I would like to recommend the live action. <laughs> it's it actually, also fun. It is fun. It actually it has a kind of similar tone. It's kind of silly and ridiculous. And it's just like older people. It's like somebody, like the same tone, but the story is being told by like older people that are maybe drunk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but don't cuss. <laughs> yeah, no, no, they're older people and they're drunk, but they're telling it. They're telling the story to young, to like, to kids. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of peppering in things that are more interesting to them, but they're 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 not they're not like getting dirty or anything. Chun Li's not like getting fucked or <laughs> <laughs> no one's doing like drugs. <laughs> yeah, Chun Li. Guys uh, and Tammy aren't in, in that boat secretly getting it on. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe they were in real life, though. In, yeah, on set. Fact, we but, know they know, were. But, you know, it's like when, when Bison and Sagat have that meeting, none of them is offering a free sample of insert drug here. <laughs> <laughs> when I abduct their queen. <laughs> <laughs> We need to do a do a top ten fucking list of Bison's lines from that movie. <laughs> it's all so good. Yeah. I mean, just that concept of I'm the of the value of these di- Bison dollars are going to skyrocket once I abduct their queen. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. I think my favorite's always going to be <laughs> you refuse. To accept Except my, my godhood. godhood. 
A close one for me is a. This is merely superconductor electromagnetism. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. One of about Tuesday is so great. Guy, who that script is so brilliant. That's just. Oh God. You don't get diabolical like that anymore. No. (laughs) It's like anything that comes anywhere, any like even remotely close to that is just a joy for me. Mm-hmm. It's why I love that giant robot section of Robot Carnival so much. Is that like evil robot guy was in the same vein of over the top diabolical. Mm-hmm. But for me, it was Tuesday. God damn. Yeah, That's... definitely watch that movie. <laughs> yeah. Have some fun. Enjoy your life. Um, let me think. Spider-Man: Homecoming. <laughs> it's about one. it's about a young fella learning his place in the world. It's a coming of age story with some. Uh, it's very fun and happy. It also features teenagers with superpowers, or a teenager with superpowers. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit dark, but not too dark. Yeah. As it's serious moments. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say something action-packed that has not quite the same level of fun, but maybe the same level of fun from an older, slightly grammier audience. The big hit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I need to rewatch that one. It's kind of like what it's like to be those bison goons in this world, because this world overall just seems funner. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I got anything else. Uh, I'm trying to think. Is there anything else worth mentioning? Uh, oh, um, there's a live-action series. I think it started off as a net series. I think it got picked up by Funimation. It's called Street Fighter... I think it's called Street Fighter Assassin's Fist. Mm-hmm. It's a live-action series about Ken and Ryu's uh, training together. And uh, their ties with Akuma. Is that a... I don't know if I watched that, but it's got that one guy in it, right? Uh, which one guy? I don't know. I feel like there's a guy... Do you remember the short where Kazuya, like, fights Ken or something? Yeah, he fights Ryu and then Ken. Yeah. Um, that may have been the same team that made the initial short, because it was based on another short. Like, yeah. Assassin's Fist was based on a short made by some guys who did some videos like that. I think it, I think it's the same team. Mm-hmm. We should watch that. Yeah, yeah, we can watch that. I haven't seen that. It's pretty good. It's fun. Mm. How are the fight scenes? They're pretty good. I appreciate the amount of uh, depth they give to like kind of like building up the fight, the how the like how the moves work, and you know, they establish uh, a lot of the lore that's unique to Ken Ryu and Akuma. Mm-hmm. And the show's got some fun moments. It, 
goes into some heavy stuff, but it's it's just a fun watch. Um, and of course, the games. That's right. You can always play the games, though. Watching this makes me really want a Ken and Ryu beat 'em up, <laughs> specifically based on B. Yeah, I I really wish there was like a game based on this or something. Mm-hmm. It's just I don't know. I, this world is so fun. Yeah, it's like I would want something with like a depth of combat, kind of like God Hand, but with the stat building of River City Ransom, <laughs> where you build your stats by eating food. <laughs> yeah, that would make sense. It could be really cute. It would, yeah. If you did it right, it would be adorable. <laughs> Though I'm kind of wondering, uh, you've got two characters with Ken Ryu. You can have a third with Chun Li. Uh, who's the fourth? The, as playable character? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, maybe Kyle. <laughs> Either Guy, Fei Long. Oh yeah, Fei Long. That's right, because he's young too. Yeah, Guile seems like someone you could unlock. Yeah. Yeah, that would be. <laughs> or call in as like a special maneuver. Yeah. Brings in the air force. Well, he's also the first boss that's actually a. Uh, uh, Turns into a buddy. Well, I'm trying to remember what an event battle. Like you can't win that fight. <laughs> You can basically make that fight the tutorial. Mm. But yeah, he'll also be someone you turn into a buddy later on. Maybe you can do that for some other characters. But yeah, anything you want to say to the audience that isn't telling them to eat some part of you before uh, uh, we go on our journey of martial arts and self-discovery? Um... I'm ready for that journey. Uh, hi, Mom. She told me she listened to another episode yesterday. Oh, do you she know said she, one? She said the latest one. Oh, okay. Which uh, one was that? The one we just put up was X. X? Great. That was the one where I talked about... Wait, did I talk about... <laughs> um, I don't want to say because she might be listening. I don't, if you did, I don't think I. I don't know if I put it in there. Yeah, that's. Well, I mean, even if you did, I think you were like talking about how it wasn't. It wasn't the best thing to do. <laughs> uh, I don't even remember what I said on that episode. What did I, did I say? Anything crazy? I feel like I say something crazy every episode. <laughs> Um, in X, uh, the only crazy thing you did was, like, try to explain what happened to Joe. When? Um, near the beginning. It was actually, most of it was pretty good, except, like, one aspect of it kind of, like, colored the explanation, and that aspect of it was wrong. Wait, what? You thought a certain character was another character's mom. Oh, yeah. No, I... I still stand by that. What did I say about <laughs> Joe? No, you were ex- trying to explain what happened in the movie to Joe. Because oh, okay. he was dumbfounded by it. Okay. As but we kind of all were. I didn't say anything crazy. No, you didn't say anything like outwardly edgy or offensive. 
Yeah. Yeah, I'm just always worried somebody's going to listen to one of these episodes and just hate me. See, I'm worried someone's going to listen to one of these episodes, hear something you say, and hate me. Mm. <laughs> oh, well. Anyway, hi, Mom. Uh, I guess thanks for listening. You know, I kind of told you not to. It's, uh, I mean... I guess it's out here in the public, so I can't stop you, but, like... At least we know we have a listener. If you don't want, like, I don't know, your perception of me ruined, then don't listen to the show. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we don't go as hard as we used to in the NAGP days of old, but we still go to some places. Yeah, I think... I I, I don't think it was that bad on that episode, because... she said she thought we were smart. Aww. She said she thought we should have more listeners. Thank you, Mike's mom. Um, uh, then I had to explain to her that the market is extremely saturated. Oh, yeah. Normally, uh, the podcast is secondary. You establish yourself somewhere else and then make a podcast. Yeah. We're doing shit backwards. Yeah. Ugh. But yeah, other than that, um, thanks for tuning in um, people 200 years from now who have discovered this niche little podcast and want to learn about what our lives were like mm-hmm. back then. But, uh, yeah, maybe some of you find this someday. Maybe I'll be like 500 episodes in and someone's like, I just found your podcast. It's amazing. It's like, well, have fun with all that shit I made. Yeah. That's weird. I think I've read a couple stories about people who were years in before they started developing a fan base. Mm-hmm. I mean, it happens all the time. Mm-hmm. You know what made me happy the other day? Well, I don't know about happy, but like, Spike Jones was... You know, Spike Jones has his roots in skateboarding, so he was on this uh, skateboarding video podcast it's yeah. really uh it's really cool the nine club but he was on there and uh, he was talking about how he doesn't like he does so many different projects that when he makes a movie he makes a movie because he has the idea and it's worked and he wrote the script mm-hmm. but like he, he did he was explaining when he's explaining it made me feel better because he does exactly what i do which is like he gets an idea like We'll write it down somewhere, and then, like, he'll either keep chipping at it and developing it until, like, he really wants to, or, you know, it'll be the end of the year, and he'll look at it and be like, oh, I guess that idea didn't really have legs. I didn't, I didn't do anything with it, but... Mm-hmm. And, you know, he only puts out a movie every few years, like... It's not like... like he has tons of... He has his... His... I want to say hat in a bunch of different barrels, but that does, I'm just making that up. That doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but, uh, yeah, it made me feel better about the way I write, because that's kind of how I, I just sort of chip away at things when I have ideas or the incentive, but it kind of made me realize that, like, making, like, movies come out all the time, but they're all, like, usually huge labors of love, at least the good ones, like, mm-hmm. They take a lot of time. Yeah. But uh, anyway, I don't know. Hasta luego. Mm-hmm.
Hopefully I'll get over my health problems so I can get back to burning this muscle. Yeah. I feel like I didn't notice him saying that this time. Gonna burn some muscle. Gonna burn some muscle! So good. Yeah, speaking of things that get stuck in your head, I think... I want to say uh, most at least once when I either decide to work out or start working out, I think about that phrase. Yeah. It's actually pretty appropriate. But it also has like a kind of a motivating factor to it. Yeah, I got to start burning some more muscle. I guess we're done. Yeah, we're good. Check out its creator, Submorphine, at soundcloud.com slash submorphine. should be hyphen-o-r-p-h-i-e. The preview theme slash promo theme is Anime Raku. Please check out its creator at facebook.com slash squarion, S-Q-U-A-R-I-O-N. Also check out Squarion's Flash Project, Project Stick, at facebook.com slash project stick. For old episodes and new episodes as they come out, please subscribe to us on soundcloud.com slash radio. You can also subscribe to us on Facebook at facebook.com slash radio, on Twitter at radio, or through Android, iTunes, or Google Play. If you want to talk to the host individually, I'm on Twitter at Connect. Joe is on Twitter at MAGP returns and Mike is on Twitter at HyperNights. Due to the technical problems in the following episode, I couldn't even make a preview for you. But, um, yeah. Next up, we have a look at the live action prequel film to the Manga Crows, Crow Zero. So, please enjoy. Enjoy.